Welcome into the Ots and Audibles podcast. I'm your host, Eric Scopel. We're joined today by a very special guest, Oregon softball coach, Missy Lombardi. Missy, thank you so much for uh, joining us today and being generous with your time. It means a lot. No problem. How are you doing, Eric? I'm, I'm hanging in. It's, uh, we're recording this and I'm looking outside and there looks like there's wildfires everywhere. We're dealing with the pandemic. So there's a lot of reasons to, to maybe kind of be feeling weird about things, but I'm excited we get to talk about some softball. Look forward to some positive stuff with you on today's program. Um, let's just start with the general question of like, I don't think we've spoken in three or four months maybe since I think shortly after Haley Cruz and Samaria uh, Diaz announced that they were getting extended eligibility. How have the last few months been for you and, and kind of how are you taking, it seems like every day there's new information. <laughs> sure. I, you know, every day it's a new day and things that you found out the day before can now be different today. So, you know, I think we talk a lot with our athletes about being able to adapt. So I'm needing to listen to my own advice and, and be able to adapt as well. So um, I could say when we first got the news in March, it was tough, you know, as a team, we spoke about it. Um, at that time, we didn't really know exactly what was gonna happen, so it was crushing to us. We, we had worked hard this past year, and we were in a really good place. Uh, we were going in to face Cal for our Pac-12 opener, and this team was ready. You know, our first year, we were just trying to survive the Pac-12, and this past season, that wasn't the case. This team was ready, um, firing all cylinders, and we were excited to, to do well in the Pac. What have you maybe learned personally about yourself? And obviously it's an interesting situation. As you said there, you kind of have to practice what you preach to your players and kind of, but what have you learned maybe about yourself and uh, throughout this experience? I think I, I know personally, I'll speak for myself. I've learned a lot about myself during these last six or so months. Mm -hmm. I assume that you probably share the same thing. Um, for sure that, you know, at times when things are short, short term, it's, it's, you can do it, you can withstand, but you know, I mean, we're going into it's six months. And so you know, at the beginning of this new way of going about things, you're figuring it out and then you're trying to starting to get into the middle of it and it's starting to get old and you want to get back to your, you know, what you were originally doing. And so I think it showed me one, can I, you know, practice what I'm preaching and adapt? And I would say, yes, absolutely. But two, uh, to be patient and to, it's like, sometimes we just want things to happen. And so we're quick to just try to force things to happen where, this is something that we really needed to just be patient and allow time to, um, you know, just to see what's going to be next and that it's okay that we don't know exactly what's going to be next because things are going to work out. That's, I feel like, uh, something that I kept kind of just reminding myself and just reminding our team, like, look, this is going to work out. May it look a little different. It probably will. Can we handle it? Absolutely. What does your week look like right now? I think typically by <laughs> September, it looks a lot different than it does right now. You're, I'm sure you've got most of your players on campus typically. You're preparing for, for some fall scrimmages and stuff. What, what, what does it look like right now for you? It, just the total opposite, actually, is that I don't, you know, I have three athletes on campus right now, and I'm trying to get the rest of our athletes on campus and onboarded so they can be prepared to attend school um, and then also be prepared to start lifting and, and having practices. You know, we would be having, um, um, you know, those eight fall games scheduled of knowing who we're going to play this fall and just, uh, we would be in the works, you know, right now, like we'd be right in the middle of things where for us right now, we're just trying to get started with it. But 
we're seeing that the light is at the end of the tunnel and that's, that's good. You mentioned having three athletes on campus trying to get the rest of them here. Do, do you have an expected date of when I obviously can't, you know, I think a school starts in a couple of weeks here. Do you have an idea of kind of when you want everybody here and kind of get, get rolling a little bit? Sure. Well, um, usually, usually um, <laughs> our incoming freshmen get here in August, mid August, and they start summer bridge, which is nice. It allows them to adapt settle in and really get ready and prepared for the fall softball wise weight and condition you know strength and conditioning uh school you know they just they they're ready for the fall by the time the fall gets here the rest of our athletes are usually some are here some are getting here at different times but we're usually starting up as a group about a week and a half two weeks before school would start um so that's what just looks a little different is we're just i guess you'd say a little delayed um Right now, our athletes, as long as they get here that week before school starts for this year, that's going to work for us. Um, and um, from there, we'll get them onboarded, and then from there, get into the fall. Our fall is going to look a lot different, but that's okay. I, again, I just keep telling them that we have to adapt, and it's okay. It'll look different, but we're still going to be very, very productive, and we're going to walk away with the fall knowing that we um, it may have looked different, but that we got a lot executed and that we're gonna, we will be prepared for our season. I was just wondering, what, what do you usually take away from, you mentioned those eight fall games, what do you usually take away from those? And, and I assume this is gonna look quite different this fall. I guess, how do you maybe simulate or, or try to recreate some of those things, I guess, in practice or, or how, I don't know, I'm not even sure how, what are the solutions, I guess, in that regard? I think with the fall games for returners, it just allows them just to see where they're at. I think for, Newcomers allows them to get the jitters out a little bit. Um, one thing that's really cool with our program is that our athletes, especially the new ones, they get excited for the season. Everybody gets excited each year for the season, but there's something about playing at the Jane that is very, very special to our returners and our incoming athletes. And so I think just to get out on the Jane and play those eight fall games is something they really look forward to. Um, they appreciate our fans and the support that we get. Um, and I think it's just playing at the Jane is truly a special place. So there's, there's a lot of different things that we get out of it. And, and are you, is, is it for sure that those games will not be played in the fall? Just I want to clarify that those are good. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We, we will not get to play those games in the fall. Um, right now with where we are with practicing, it's more of a um, structured type practice, which allows us to still get everything we need to get done. It's just, um, you know, playing a scrimmage, you're not able to create that six feet um, of, of space, you know, distance between the athletes when you're in live scrimmage. So right now we're not able to do that right now. I'm hoping maybe by the end of the fall, if things are looking right and, and we get approval that we might be able to do some inner squad games. Um, you know, I don't know. We just kind of have to take it day by day, but I think our inner squad games will be, would be our, you know, best games in the fall. Like they're going to really uh, be able to compete against each other and, and have great games. It's just, will we be able to get to that point in the fall? That's what we have to wait and see. You mentioned your, your five incoming freshmen not being able to get here um, at this moment. And you mentioned earlier that players will be enrolling soon. What kind of conversations do you have with them about just kind of making sure that they're getting ready to be settled in? If it's a big change for everybody and obviously, um, you know, going to college as, as a freshman, it's a big thing. How do you kind of communicate with them and kind of keep them, I guess, uh, aligned on the message? 
Well, I think the biggest thing is just now that we're all able to do Zooms, that's really kept us all connected throughout the summer. Um, we'll get on and we'll touch base um, every so often in the summer. Um, if I have new information to give them or, you know, something's coming up, it's basically a great way for us to have a team meeting and get to see everybody. But then obviously we're all in our different, you know, some of us are in Oregon, some of us are in California. You know, we have a couple that are in uh, Pennsylvania, Missouri. So it allows us to come together. Um, another thing we do too is, I mean, we just, we had a Zoom call with our parents last night and just same thing, just making sure that we're all on the same page and understanding that this fall is gonna look a little different, but you know what, most importantly, they're gonna be able to go to school and, and continue on with that. And um, you know, they, they will have more Zoom classes than in-person in classes, but they handled that in the spring and I know they can handle that in the fall as well. Um, and then just for us to, you know, we all, um, I think it's important that we just stay united, stay together and understand that there will be some things that just come along that where we have to, again, adjust to. So I think just the communication piece is really important. And I think that's gone a long way for us. Along the same lines with communication, I'm wondering kind of what regular conversations are you having with uh, Oregon administrators, conference administrators about what a season might look like? Are there concerns and I know obviously your season has the, the benefit of starting later than football and mm -hmm. basketball are there concerns about it starting on time or, or kind of where are things right now in terms of those dialogues you know right now for us um, we're, we're planning um, for a normal season and until we hear different then we'll continue to plan for it I know right now one thing that's been great is our administration constantly has us in the loop like is just like we have conversations or zoom calls with our athletes they're doing the same thing with us as a athletic department you know as individual teams um, we're constantly uh communicating with them and they're giving us information i know their number one focus right now is, is understanding and figuring out what's going to happen for fall sports but right now for spring we're just continuing you know, to move forward like we normally would. And then I think as we get closer to the end of the fall, we'll have a better idea of what all that's going to look like. You know, typically you start with a large road schedule. You're playing in warmer parts of the country in those February to March. And, and then you obviously come home for conference play, host select non-conference games. Would there be maybe benefits in a weird year like this to starting a season a month or so later? Maybe you could have a more expanded home schedule early on. I don't know. I'm just trying to think about kind of what things might look like in theory if, if it is uh, pushed down a couple months. Yeah, I mean, if we, you know, if we do get pushed down a couple months, um, it gives us a little more time to prepare. Um, you know, our schedule is pretty set for this year. So as far as changing things to get some additional home dates, I think our home dates that we have now are, you know, going to actually be what they are. Um, but I, um, I don't know. I think we're, we're just, we just, it's kind of like what everything else has been just having to wait and see what's going to happen. Um, and I think right now for us, what's nice is that we are a spring sport. We have time. Um, we have time. So hopefully with that time, it'll allow us to be able to start our season in early February, February, like we normally would, and then continue into conference and, and into postseason. So I think that's probably my biggest message that I've been sending to our athletes is that we are spring sport. We have time. We have time. Like, let's not stress about what could possibly, let's just focus on what we can control, what's in front of us. And then as we get there, we'll, we'll get it figured out.
This question's maybe a little more abstract, but like, is there, this has just been such a whirlwind, I'm sure, for for all of you. What are some things that maybe have surprised you that you weren't expecting to have to deal with during a, a, these type of circumstances? Are, are there things where you, when you were entering this, gosh, again, like you said earlier, six months ago, that you thought, mm -hmm. hey, these are the kind of deal, things we'll have to deal with. Are there things that have kind of surprised you that you've you've had to maybe put on some different hats than than you normally would? Oh, I, I think, you know, we've all either been coaching or playing softball for so long that I think before we got canceled, if you would have told any of us that our season was going to be canceled, that we would have laughed and said, there's no mm -hmm. way. And so I think just really seeing our season get shut down and just seeing our country get shut down. Um, and then from there, just having to deal with what comes along with that has been interesting. Um, I, I don't think any of us would expect something like that were to happen. I know I didn't expect it. I know Softball America, I think, released top 100 lists last week. Three of your players were on it. Um, first, let's react to the fact that I think a very talented roster, a lot of good players mentioned there. Who else on your team do you think could have been deserving of that kind of recognition? Maybe who are some players that that, that weren't mentioned that, that you think are really maybe have a potential to have like a breakout season whenever you do start? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I could, I could go through so many of them. Um, I, I think all of them have opportunity. I think our athletes on our team are great. Um, but I can tell you, you know, the individual awards, it's nice. It's a nice recognition, but that's really something we don't get caught up in. Um, I like to get caught up more in is what we're doing as a team. Um, I think it's great for the individuals that got recognized, but um, I don't know. I think that's something we really don't get too caught up in. Well, I guess just rewinding then in terms of the way you guys were finishing last season, I think it's been a while. And I, and I know from at least from a television perspective and an in-person perspective, we're not a lot of opportunities to watch your, your club. So for those listening that may be kind of wondering, they know that some of the names that we've mentioned already, the Haley Cruises, the Jazz Seavers, some of these names have been around for a little bit. Who are some players that maybe they aren't familiar with that, that you think will be a big yeah. part of, of the next team? Sure. Um, no, I, I think, you know, we were excited to get back to the Jane and get into our conference. And, you know, we got to play one weekend at the Jane and it was kind of a cold weekend. So yeah. some of our fans got to see our newcomers and, and, and then, you know, some didn't. Um, but I just think one, our, our pitching staff was solid. Do you think the year before Jordan really had to throw the pretty much all the innings and now looking back at last year, you see that Samaria Diaz and uh, Brooke Yanez and McKenna, uh, they were all able to come in and, and um, pick up the load and help. So we weren't just depending on one. And I think our pitching staff was really strong last year and I expect them all to be even stronger. Um, you know, we were just expecting to get Samaria for, for one year. You know, she was a, a grad transfer. So now looking back and she gets an extra year, I think that's great. I think, I think she's been a great leader for us on and off the field. And I think our athletes are excited to get her and Haley to come back for one more year. Um, I can tell you McKenna as a freshman grew a ton on the mound. She really did. And um, I think her sophomore year, you're going to really see her do some great things. Uh, I think all of our, our pitchers grew. I mean, just Brooke coming in as a, transfer as well and just having to learn about how we go about things here um she really learned a lot and I think maybe it sometimes it could have been a little overwhelming but I think she really our pitchers were really figuring things out right when we got canceled uh Tara McGowan she came in as a freshman our first year 
and she was a transfer and she had to sit for a year. And so I think our fans and everybody was really excited to see what she was going to do. And she, she did, she was wonderful. We ended up pushing her up into the, the two spot and um, it just felt like every game Haley would get on, you know, either hit a double or a single. If she hit a single, she'd still second and then Tara would come in and hit a gap and we'd be up one to nothing. So it was nice to see the power that Tara had um, at the plate. I thought she handled our, our pitchers very well. So it was nice to see. Um, another one I'd say would be Deja. Um, she's a freshman that got injured in the fall and had to um, do rehab and get back. And she joined us. Um, I think she joined us. The main part of the season where she joined us was the Mary Nutter in Palm Springs. And it was just nice to see her um, take off behind, you know, at the plate and also just with the range that she had in the outfield and, and the strength of her arm. So that's what was kind of tough is I think we had a lot of unveilings. Um, I guess there's just a lot of athletes for our fans to see. And we're excited to get them to see them all when we started getting into the pack and then just weren't able to get there. So, um, I mean, we have a lot of returners that I'm really excited about, but then also looking at this year's freshman class, um, see Alyssa Brito, uh, very powerful at the plate, Taya Bird, um, versatile, like just a, a athlete that can play in the infield, can play in the outfield, um, has good speed, swings the bat well. Um, Gabby Herrera, she's another infielder, big lefty, you know, we'll have a lefty in our lineup, which is nice. Reagan Breedlove, uh, power pitcher, right-handed pitcher that throws the ball hard, has really good movement. Uh, Hannah Delgado, who's a, another lefty. So excited to get a left-hander in our lineup as well. Um, plays middle infield. Um, and then at the plate, she can slap, she can stand in and hit. So it's going to be cool to, for everybody to see our returners that they didn't get to see a whole lot of last year. But then we also got a great freshman class coming in as well. Can hear the enthusiasm in your voice talking about that. Um, and, you know, I was going to say 2019, you said it was a bit of a survival season. The roster was in kind of flux. Last season, we got to start saying a little bit of what softball was with you leading the program could look like. Are, are you, what's the anticipation for you personally of just being able to kind of show the vision that you have for this program? I feel like it's kind of been delayed almost for a couple of years here. I mean, what's your excitement level about finally being able to kind of bring that to the game? That that's what I would tell you that I just have to keep my reminding myself to be patient with because it is it's kind of like you like for me inside I almost like want to explode a little bit because <laughs> just seeing you know we walked away last year 22 and 2 and we were just really starting yep. to figure it out and we were in a good place you know and then not to be able to finish that season um so I I can't wait I I think our fans um I just, I think everybody's going to really love this duck team. This team's passionate. Uh, they're competitive. Just, they know they want to win. They want to work hard for each other. Um, they're not worried about what's on the other side. Like they trust that what they have is good enough. And um, I, I really like how they compete on the field. I love how they compete in the classroom. Um, you know, I know we're talking softball, but we walked away last term with the 3.61. So you know, our standards high at, um, on the field, but we also have high standards academically. So uh, to me, when they've all got a really strong balance uh, being student athletes, that's what allows us just to do great things on the field. So I think you're going to see some great things from this team this year. 
I know from my perspective, the anticipation is building. I'm excited to just to, to see live sports again, but softball in particular, I feel like I was I robbed of it. I didn't get out to any of your guys' home games because there weren't very many. And uh, I'll just say I'm excited to see what the product looks like on the field. It sounds like a, a lot of young, exciting players, and I think a, a fun time to, to kind of see where this program is headed. So uh, that's all I've got for you today, Missy. Thank you so much, for again, for being generous with your time. Um, appreciate it. I think those listening learned a lot about where this program is headed and, and should be excited about that direction well good thanks um we we can't wait we can't wait we we're getting closer and that's what's you know we know that we're going to get into our fall have a great fall and then i think spring is going to get here fast um that's that's kind of my feel on it so we're looking forward to it all right thank you so much and for those listening this has been another episode of the Ots and audibles podcast i'm eric scopel talk to you later folks okay picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.